Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Four. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds on 1037 The Buzz. from the Hogsmeade Market Studio, Hour 3, Joe Franklin, Kyle Sutherland. If you want to get into the show today, you can call 501-661-1037, Southern Structural Solutions text line 501-661-1037, same number there, Gangster Museum of America, Life and Feedback. Those are all the ways to get into the show, and we're going to get into some playoff scenarios for NFL, and still want to hear from people on the sense of your favorite teams are you on board with them tanking and there seems to be a certain mentality when you get closer to the end of the season that people are on board with it because maybe they see a way that especially with football their team isn't going to make the playoffs they don't have any chance of the postseason so instead of winning six games they want their team to to win like three games or so and, and get a higher draft pick. You know, where do you stand on that as far as, uh, you know, it may be football, maybe basketball, baseball. PB even said that he feels like baseball is different because of the amount of money being spent there. But for the listeners, how do you feel about it? You, are you on board with that or are you against it? Personally, I have uh, never been on board with that and um of course you've never had to worry about that though with the Steelers uh, well <laughs> I'm, I'm being facetious yeah it's not I, often it, it 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 is you know at times I'll I'll go back to a season and I want to say it was a season that man and you know sometimes years run together and seasons run together but um I want to say it was the year that Ben Roethlisberger was out with the elbow injury they started one and four and they won like six games in a row. And then they ended the season at one and four. So think about the roller coaster ride there. So he started one and four. They won six in a row. So now they're sitting at seven and four, which puts them in a good position to make the playoffs. And then they end the season with on a, in a they won one of the last five games. So um, they still ended up with. Uh, 500 record at least that season. But and, it wasn't losing because Tomlin's never had one. Yeah, we thought yeah. that it was going to be this year. It was looking like at one point, but well, a lot of people thought it was going to be last. That's year. true. So that yeah, that is kind of, I guess, something that is a positive, but it, it also goes hand in hand with what PB was saying. And not that I feel the same way that PB does, but you do have a certain number of people in the fan base that. They are starting to feel like that where, you know, is that enough still Still, where it's like, okay, it's not a losing season, but at the same time, you're not really getting to the playoffs and making any noise. If you get to the playoffs, you're not doing much once you get there. And um, that's why there had been some discussion out there about Mike Tomlin and would he return and, you know, nothing is final to this point. But from everything that's been put out there, the team definitely wants to extend him. And the reason it was even speculated upon in the first place is because next season will be the last season of his contract. 
and you don't see coaches coaching in the last year of their contract to see if they're going to be able to stick around. They either get extended or, you know, you part ways and, and, you know, let everybody hit that reset button and get on to the next. And everybody needs that reset button here and there. You think about the 08 Lions going defeated. And all these two, the, I think that the Panthers, we talked about David Tepper, I think under his direction, they're on well on their way to a winless season if that might happen at some point. But tanking is not the route for it is not the route that I would take person now. I've never come close to having talent in the NFL, but if I were a talent for the NFL, but if I were a player and my coach or the team or whatever, you know, maybe said in private, okay, we're just going to go ahead and tank so we can get this pick to in the Cardinals case, get Marvin Harrison Jr. If I'm a player, I'm pretty PO'd about that because, Joe, in the NFL and professional sports, every day is a job interview, every single time that you take that field. So, to me, I would be upset if I was a player. And look, at the end of the day, at one point, those players that were on that roster, you brought them in to help you win. You were thinking, kind of back to what you were saying about the uh, – the, the offensive coordinator, the hires, you know, you don't really know until after the results. So, to me, it's it's one of those deals where, look, you've got these guys on the team. You might not be any good, but just to hang it up like that, I'm just, I'm not about it. And as you mentioned there, it's a job. Players fight for that job every day because people may not realize, but week to week, NFL teams, they bring in players at certain positions and they work them out to see if, if this is somebody that, we can add to our team now. It may not even be about adding to the team at the moment. It may be about a futures contract, but still, it means that these guys are fighting for their jobs week in and week out. And there are going to be a lot this weekend that are playing, you know, the last week of the season that are fighting for an opportunity to get on a team that are, they're going to get cut. So it's, yeah, it's, it's an interview every single time you step on that field. Josh Allen, more news with uh, NFL players and quarterbacks. Seems like he's going to be good to go. And why wouldn't he be good to go with a playoff spot on the line with the division, the AFC East on the line? But he had a stinger, and he said he's still sore, but he's going to continue to just monitor it day by day. That's what head coach Sean McDermott said of Josh Allen's neck injury, but had a stinger. And the injury actually happened on the final play of the game against the Patriots. And so... That's uh, always something that you're thinking about in the back of your mind where players, you know, like Lamar Jackson sitting out and not playing, well, that's a reason. You don't want him to be in a game, a meaningless game for them, and then he's at risk for injury and something ends up happening. You never want to see anything like that happen. But on the other hand, like we were talking about earlier, you don't want to allow a team into the playoffs, especially a division rival, who knows you well, and then there could be uh, a chance that you see that team down the line. You don't ever – so with the Ravens, they're sitting Lamar Jackson. They may sit other starters, but they're going to try to win that game because as a division rival, they're not trying to give the Steelers any chance of getting into the playoffs. If it's up to them, they want to be able to keep them out. I turned the mic on again. Saw the uh, the update the other day about Nick Sirianni with the Eagles. Now I know at the time he wasn't sure if they were going to play their start. Have you heard an update on that? If because obviously if Dallas if unless Dallas loses to Washington, they don't have a chance at the East. It's I say it's likely Dallas won't lose, but then again, it's Dallas. Well, so, they always have a tough time with the Commanders. That it is, seems especially like at, in the last the week of the, of the season. season. That's yeah. what it is. So. Sirianni, now I don't want to buy too because I, I've been very vocal about how, my disdain for the Eagles and everything, so I don't want to be too hard on him and not be fair. But hearing that was a little bit soft to me because it's like, look, dude, I mean, you still got an opportunity to win it. I don't even know why you would be contemplating that right now if there's any chance that you can, especially like you said, Joe. Look, I mean, you don't want to look. I mean, what happened years ago doesn't really matter what happens on Sunday, but the trend is that Washington typically does fare well against the Cowboys in week now week 18, previously week 17. Giants and Commanders, they're trying to play spoiler at the end of the season, as a lot of these other teams are. And we've pointed it out multiple times, you know, playing a division game, last game of the season, that makes these games a lot more meaningful because you are playing against a team that knows you really well. And a lot of times that's why the records can be thrown out in, in these type situations. Now, as far as the playoff scenarios, 
the Houston Texans, they're going to play the Colts. And the winner of that game, they're going to have a, a chance to win the AFC South. Now, with the Texans, they can win and um, they can either win the game and win the South or if the Jags happen to lose or tie, then they win the South. And um, then with the Colts, the same way, the Colts and the Texans, both those teams, whoever wins that game, they're going to get a playoff spot. But then it's going to be a lot on the Jags as far as if the Jags win, they'll win the division. But if the Jags lose, then the winner of that game wins the division. So there could be a lot going into that. Um, What's at stake for, we talked about the Bills and the Dolphins. The Dolphins, they clinched the AFC East with a win or a tie. And the Bills, they clinched the East with a win. So they have to win it. But also, they can get to the playoffs with a tie. Or if the Steelers, Jags lose or tie. Or if the Texans and Colts end up tying. So there are a lot of scenarios as far as how the Bills can get into the playoffs. If they get in, I, I really think they're going to be dangerous. And they should be because yeah, very much so. They're they're one of the teams that was thought to be one of the better teams coming into the season. They had their struggles, you know, mid season, but you can see how they're capable of playing, especially when they're at full strength and they're playing to their potential. You can see what's there. Now, with the Steelers, they have to win, and they need a Bills loss, or they have to win. They need a Jags loss or tie. They have to win, and then they would hope for a Colts and Texans tie. So that's when it becomes kind of you know, far-fetched with some of those scenarios where they win, but if the Colts and Texans happen to tie, then that puts them in the playoffs. And then also... Um, they can tie, the Steelers can tie, and then they can get a Jags loss plus a Texans-Colts where it doesn't end in a tie. So you need a winner in that game. Or the Jags lose and the Broncos win, and then the Colts and Texans don't end in a tie. So there's a lot. There are a lot of scenarios as far as how some of these teams will end up making the playoffs. Is your head spinning yet? Yeah, yeah, um, but the more chances you have to get in, then I guess the better it is. Yeah. And a lot of these teams, they have similar records where you're talking about four teams in the Texans, Colts, Steelers, and Jags. They're all sitting at 9-7. and seven. The Bills are at 10-6. and six. So there are a lot of these teams with similar records. And then with the Cowboys, Cowboys win the division with um, – just simply win the game or they can tie and the Eagles tie or Eagles loss then the Cowboys go on to win the NFC East and the fact that it's on the road makes me scared too like you said Washington's playing spoiler and it's on the road if it was at Jerry World I'd feel extremely confident that's where they played their best ball this year and um, you know it's a big time contrast as far as how they played at home and on the road and they don't really have what you would consider a big-time home field advantage because a lot of times you'll see other fans that make their way into the stadium because the stadium holds so many. But um, for some reason this year they've been able to put it together where they it seems like they have been playing a lot better at home and scoring a lot more points at home. Yeah, and they just my my biggest concern is, is I mean I, my biggest concern is we're getting close to the postseason and it's the Cowboys we're talking about, but just not being able to run the football is really concerning. And then the Eagles, they need to win, and they have a Cowboys loss or tie to win the division. Or the Eagles can tie, and then the Cowboys lose, and they win the division. A lot of these tie scenarios, you never think that that's going to happen. And we saw a couple of seasons ago where there was a chance where the Chargers and Raiders were going to tie that last game of the season, and then uh, the Raiders end up kicking a game-winning field goal, and it doesn't end in a tie. But everything was on the table for it to end that way. And then the Chargers all of a sudden wanted to call timeout. Once they called timeout, that changed how the Raiders were playing. And 
They were aggressive enough to kick that game-winning field goal. The NFC South, that's the one that's going to be really interesting. Where uh, coming down the stretch, the Bucks, they clinch the South with a just a win, straight up. They can win or they can tie, and the Saints lose or tie, then the Bucks win a division. With the Falcons, Falcons have to win, and they need a Bucks loss. So there are a couple of ways that they can win it, but also with the Saints. Saints, they clinch with a win. They can also win and get a Bucks loss or tie, and they can tie and get a Bucks loss. So that's one that's still up for grabs where Falcons are sitting at 7-9. and nine. The Saints and, um, and Bucks are both at, let's see, Saints are at 8-8, eight and eight, and the Bucks are 8-8. Eight eight. Yep. So they're all close there. The Seahawks. Seahawks, they lost their last game, which put them at 8-8, eight and eight, but they still can make the playoffs with a win and a Packers loss. A tie and a Packers loss, plus a Bucks loss or a tie. They can tie. They can get a Bucks loss, plus a Saints loss or tie. And then the Packers. I think this is the one that gets really deep, where the Packers can still get in. They uh, get in with a win. They get in with a tie and a Seahawks loss or tie, with a Saints loss or tie. They can get in with a tie and a Seahawks loss and a Bucks loss. And it goes even deeper than that. So they have a lot of scenarios where they can make it to the postseason. Yeah, I think, that, well, golly, six of them. Whew. The Vikings. Vikings, it comes down to with them. They need a win plus a Packers loss and a Seahawks loss and a Bucks loss. So they need to win, and they need three teams to lose, which when you're playing division games, it could happen. And then they need uh, a win, Packers loss, Seahawks loss, or a Saints loss. So they could have a combination of three teams either way. They win, three teams either way lose, and they end up getting in. I like Minnesota in that game, though, because Detroit's already won. I don't really think that Detroit's going to be on some sort of revenge tour from what happened last week since they've already clinched the North. So I, I like Minnesota in that one. And then with uh, the Jets, they have ruled out Zach Wilson for the finale. So he's not going to play against the Patriots. Trevor Simeon, he's going to start again. And as we talked about the Patriots, they have a win streak against the Jets and have had a lot of success against the Jets. So it looks like um, Zach Wilson's time overall with the Jets could be over. Now, we know that Aaron Rodgers is working to get back and he is um, he's going to be their starter whenever, whenever he gets back on the field. And then with Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson could uh, come back and be the backup, but all signs point to him not coming back. Yeah, I think he's pretty much worn out his welcome there. But he is under contract through yeah. next year. And so at that point, the Jets, what do they do? Do they just release him? Do they try to trade him? Because if you try to trade him, who actually is going to trade for him? Now, we have seen in the past that Baker Mayfield, being on that last year of his contract, he was actually traded. And he was traded after they picked up his fifth-year option. So he was traded after there was a certain amount of money put on the table, and um, it it happens. So we'll see. We'll see uh, what what happens with Zach Wilson moving forward. But we know that he's not going to play his final game of the season, and then it's going to be about the offseason for him. Southern Structural Solutions text line, who do we have as rookie of the year? Is it going to be C.J. Stroud or Puka Nakua. And a lot of times with Offensive Rookie of the Year, it is skewed towards quarterbacks, but you do see where running backs and receivers can win that award. With Puka Nakua, you know, it it was kind of 
unexpected more so yeah. than with C.J. Stroud. So maybe, you know, people that are voting on it, they will uh, give him a little more credit as far as not really seeing that happening and then him able to play the way he has. But overall, with the quarterback play and the number of wins that the Texans have been able to get, it'd be different if the Texans weren't in this position to possibly make the playoffs and then you're talking about Puka Nakua, who's part of the Rams, and they already are in the playoffs, it'd be easier to say that it's Puka Nakua. But going back to that quarterback position, it's probably going to be C.J. Stroud. Especially just the, I mean, how bad the Texans were last year and how much they have improved under him. Just night and day difference. I know he's been hurt as well, but when he's been in, man, he's been extra special. Also, Kit says on Southern Structural Solutions text line, you play the game to win, no tanking. I'm okay with protecting your better players for playoff runs, but if you're a losing team, play only players that give you the best intensity and ethic, work ethic and uh, in practice, and you bench those high-contract guys and high-profile divas. So, Kit, I think you're on to something there. That is a good way to go about it a way to uh to look at it no tanking and that goes back to brian flores and his lawsuit against the nfl he said that the dolphins were encouraging tanking at the time because they wanted higher draft picks and of course the owner comes out and says no that's not true and of course he's gonna deny that there's no (laughs) way he's gonna own up and say that yeah we were all about tanking we want a higher draft pick that's just not how it should work ever We're going to come back with more of Out of Bounds after this break from the Hogsmeade Market Studio. Joe Franklin, Kyle Sutherland. Stay tuned. Turner joins Justin and Wes in the zone courtesy of Chris Crane Hyundai of Conway. Shop Chris Crane Hyundai's selection of new and pre-owned vehicles online at ChrisCraneHyundai.com. It's Quint Sterner in the zone each week brought to you by Chris Crane Hyundai of Conway on your fun and game station 103.7 The Buzz. Arkansas football has landed a transfer commitment from Texas A&M wide receiver Anthony Jordan. The 5'10", 160 receiver entered the portal on December 27th. Jordan originally attended Kentucky in 2022 before transferring to A&M last year. He caught three passes in the three games he appeared in in 2023. He's the fifth transfer Arkansas has landed on offense this offseason. He plans to run track at Arkansas also. And in the latest ESPN 2024 NBA mock draft, Trevin Brazil is projected to go 19th still despite a disappointing month of December. Brazil is averaging 10 points and 7 rebounds on 50% from the field and 43% from 3 on nearly 3 attempts a game this season. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Double Bees presents Joseph Pinion when he joins Randy and Rick each week on Drive Time Sports. Double Bees is an Arkansas company with over 34 locations and growing strong across Arkansas. Double Bees, where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Double Bees. Arkansas, the wait is over. Brewski's North is officially open for business in the Lakewood Village Shopping Center. Doors open at 11 a.m. with all of your pub grub favorites and happy hour drink specials. Come get your grub on with the all-new Smash Burger lineup, Best Wings in the City with 11 different sauces, or try the new additions to the menu like the Spicy Asian Chicken Salad. Live music starts the weekend every Thursday with karaoke every Friday and Saturday. Brewski's North, you're home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. The Arkansas Duck Derby Banquet returns, and it's more exciting than ever. Enjoy live entertainment, browse dozens of silent auction items, and grab a bite from Old Bart's Southern Eatery. This year's big ticket raffle prize is a 2023 fully loaded Polaris Ranger 1000 premium valued at over $20,000. Every moment benefits the Conway Regional Health Foundation. Head on over to ArkansasDuckDerby.com to learn more about the premier duck hunting event of Central Arkansas. Give the gift that will last a lifetime this holiday season. You need to call QC Kinetics right now. If you or a loved one have knee pain, back pain, shoulder pain, and you just can't get rid of it, 
Get lasting relief with no surgery, no drugs, and no downtime. Hey everybody, it's RJ Hawk. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. And you know what? You can call right now for a free consultation by calling 222-8440. If you've got pain from an old injury or pain associated with arthritis, you need to check this out today. The future of medicine is here and it's here to stay. Regenerative treatments from QC Kinetics. These all-natural treatments repair and restore damaged joint tissues, giving you pain-free and movement again. And don't forget, you can use your HSA and FSA funds for QC Kinetics. Call now for that free consultation. 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. That number one more time. 501-222-8440. Looking for easy holiday gifts for the adults on your shopping list? You're in luck, and so are they. The Arkansas Scholarship Lottery is a winner wonderland. Scratch-off tickets make great gifts and start at only a buck. And players win more than a million dollars every day. Share the gift of winning with everyone on your list. Give scratch-offs. They're easy fun with a chance of easy money. Join the winner wonderland. Gift, scratch, and win today. Call 1-800-522-4700 for Problem Gambling Helpline. Guadney Chevrolet presents Devo Davis each week when he gets in the zone with Justin and Wes. Guadney Chevrolet, just off the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. Or check out their selection of new and used vehicles at GuadneyChevrolet.com. Fire up the grill this summer with the highest quality of meats from Hogs Meat Market and their new location off JFK Boulevard in North Little Rock. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. fit just right and the radio Well I was raised up beneath the shade of a Georgia pine and that's home you know sweet tea pecan pie homemade wine where the peaches grow and my But it's filled with love just grown in southern ground And a little bit of chicken fried Cold beer on a Friday night A pair of jeans that fit just right Welcome back to Out of Bounds from the Hogs Meat Market Studio. Joe Franklin, Kyle Sutherland. Another player whose future is in doubt is Saquon Barkley. And we saw that at the beginning of the season, some of these high-profile running backs, we know what has happened with the running back position, how the pay has gone down, and these guys feel like they're putting it all out there and and the pay isn't matching their production on the field. And the position itself is viewed as not being as valued and uh, don't know why that's the case. But Saquon Barkley says... As far as his future with the Giants and him being there for the remainder of his career, that that's out of his control. He said, I mentioned before that I want to be a Giant for life. That was my goal. And uh, when he got drafted, I wanted to leave a legacy here, but it's out of my control. And so you see it with Saquon Barkley. You saw it with Josh Jacobs. Some of these guys that held out, but then they came back and decided that they were going to play this season simply because they had to play a certain number of games to be eligible to be free agents anyway. And it's probably better to do that now and get on because of the fact that the running back life expectancy isn't a lot. You want to go ahead and get as much time in and be able to move on to free agency if that's what you're going to do. And uh, so Saquon says... I'm still as open as I was before as far as returning to the Giants. I just want something that's fair. But like I said, I get it. It's a business. If it's not here, hopefully it's some other place. Saquon is one of those when he was coming out. I guess he was probably the last really, really high because Zeke went fourth overall. He went second. I mean, that was really the last draft pick that high. And you thought that, it, and all signs were pointing that he was going to have an incredible future. Then he has those ankle injuries towards ACL, just cannot catch a break. 
And that's why the running backs, they're trying to take advantage of getting paid when they can because they know that, you know, with the risk of injury, it's not always going to be there. And that's the position you think about when the franchise tag, it's not many players that like franchise tags anyway, but that's the position you think about where these players don't want to sign that franchise tag. They just don't ever want to do it. And uh, also with Josh Jacobs, he was inactive last week versus the Colts, and now he's going to be a game-time decision going into the game against the Broncos. And so, you know, he's another one of those players. He's basically playing for his next contract, and it's whether it's going to be with the Raiders or it's going to be with another team. And it's kind of up in the air what's going to happen with the Raiders anyway. They're going to have a new coach. Antonio Pierce, it seems like he's done enough to earn the right to get that head coaching position with the Raiders. But you never know how uh, how ownership is and, and what they may want to do. And so depending on who the head coach is, that could change what happens with some of these players that are on the roster. You know what's really wild about this whole running back? Have you seen the documentary Bye Bye Barry about Barry Sanders? Excellent. Can't recommend it enough. You have to check that out. It's, now, what, what's it on? Prime, I'm pretty, but if you just type in, if you just Google Bye Bye Barry, it's really great. Talks about, you know, just goes more in depth about the retire, the the sudden retirement. But what was he? He was in the league eight, nine. Nine, nine years, and they kept talking about how, and he did. He retired at his prime. He was 1,300 yards away from the record, whatever it was. But are we ever going to have anything like that? Like when we're talking about your prime nine years into your career, the Frank Gores of the world are not going to happen very often. Even Adrian Peterson, who had a he longer, probably was the last. That was probably the last one. And, I mean, that's pretty phenomenal what he came back from, especially the knee injuries and everything. But I was just – as great as that documentary was, that's one thing that I just kept laughing at myself. I'm like, it's crazy to me that nine years in his career, we're still talking about the prime – Look at Zeke. I just talked to him a second ago. Zeke, you know, for three or four years, I mean, just such a dominant back. And then really after he got paid was kind of when it started to go downhill. He got paid big. But just nine years in, that just seems like an anomaly in today's age. And maybe there's another guy that's currently still playing the game. Now, of course, you're always looking at players thinking that skills aren't the same and they're going to diminish at some point at the running back position. But Derrick Henry kind of fits that mold a bit. And he's dealt with some injuries here lately, but he may be, you know, Adrian Peterson, he's truly that last guy, but Derrick Henry is somebody that fits that mold also because of the fact, the reason that we see it changing is because players are splitting carries and you see that they they take the workload from one player to the next. And it's not about this guy is going to be our workhorse anymore. It's okay, we're going to look at how can we divide these carries, how can we get the best out of this position, how can we get a change of pace from these two players that complement each other and make that the best thing that can happen for the team. It has become so common as well to get guys out of the, the – Alfred Morris, was it a seventh-round pick or sixth-round pick, whatever it was, and those, those day three picks and the undrafted free agents, it's just becoming so common now. And and that's why, yeah, some of those first-rounders, mm-hmm. they're taking a hit where they're not viewed the same. And then there's even a perspective where people on the outside, they think that if you take a running back in the first round, that it's not a smart draft pick. Look look at some of the criticism that the Lions took for taking Jameer Gibbs as, as high as they did. Now, he's turned out to be really good, but there's always going to be that outside perspective that, People are saying you shouldn't take a running back in the first round just because you can find quality from the position later in the draft or even undrafted. And same thing with receivers. Not that they shouldn't be taken in the first round, but they're so plentiful. There's so many players playing the position that all the players can't go in the first round. The uh, you know the ones that are considered to be the best players or the better players, they're going to go in the first round, but it goes back to the result. That doesn't necessarily mean we're going to get the result of the players taken in the first round. They're going to be the best players. You're going to see some of those guys that were taken later in the draft, and they turn out to be some of the better players. But in the case of Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, those guys were first-rounders, and they lived up to it. And uh, now you see that Teams are always going to look deep into LSU receivers because there's a history there 
no matter what they look like in college, if they look like they could have been, you know, really good then or they were running the ball quite a bit and not really getting the ball, there's a history there where people have that mindset. If you get an LSU receiver, you're going to get a good player and you're probably going to get a lot more potential than you realize that was there. Well, Even going back to Odell Beckham Jr. I was just Jr. about to say, Odell, he, he, athleticism was off the charts, but statistically he really wasn't that great. And that had a lot to do with the way they played the game, who was throwing the ball Zach to them. Mettenberger. Yeah. yeah who now, was, now, he was, he he was had actually a, pretty good. Yeah, he had a big arm, and he was somebody that did want to get the ball down the field. But Jarrett Lee, I guess, was, was, was that maybe – Jarrett Lee might have been a little bit before, but – they also LSU had a had a receiver. He got dra- man. It's gonna. He, he got drafted in like the seventh round a couple of years ago. But he out of coming out of high school, he was like the number two. Arkansas had Belama had a really good shot at him. It was Malachi Dupree was his that name. That sounds about right. But yeah. it was like the number two receiver in the country. Ended up picking LSU over the Hogs and somebody else, and had a pretty decent college career. But just and he was on all these lists that he was going to be a day three draft pick that thrived. Never heard anything about him. He was kind of probably the one that you were shocked didn't do anything. Scotty Scheffler, he was voted as PGA Player of the Year, PGA Tour Player of the Year over John Rahm, which some people may have uh, taken as a bit of a surprise. But also, there's a sense that John Rahm has moved on to live and that there could be some backlash there where he uh, ends up getting the snub in some people's eyes that he wasn't the PGA Tour Player of the Year. And Scotty Scheffler said, I've never been one to boast about my accomplishments, so sitting here in front of Mike, I'm going to sit there and tell you, I'm not going to sit there and tell you how great I am. That's not really my thing. But at the end of the day, I'm proud of the year that I had. The consistency was something that I'm very proud of. And I think it was a close race. It could have gone either way. I'm grateful that for the players voting for me, and it's extremely special to be able to win this award again. So he's a multi-time winner of the award, being voted PGA Player, PGA Tour Player of the Year, and that's something that is voted on by the peers. The other PGA players are uh, recognizing him and 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 getting that award for him. So. Let's see, the, uh, the, the PGA Tour said the golfers who competed in at least 15 official FedEx Cup tournaments were the ones that were eligible to win the award, and the voting period was from December 1st through December 15th. So you had a couple, you know, a couple of weeks span there, and uh, you know, getting into mid-December where they actually voted on it, Scotty Scheffler voted PGA Tour Player of the Year over John Rahm. So there could be some players that say John Rahm left for live and he's about to pick up $600 million and there could be be some bitterness there and some of the players could have voted for Scotty Scheffler simply because of that. It's just uh, it's human nature. It's never a dull moment with that whole uh, PGA <laughs> And they're actually supposed to be working together yeah. now. So imagine that. That you still see that uh, some players are holding grudges. And not only against other players, but at the top. They're holding it, you know, to the chairman at the top of PGA. There are certain players that don't ag- agree with the fact that now they are working with Lev. We have more of Out of Bounds coming up after this break. It's going to be the final segment. And uh, we're going to have some more stories for you for this final segment. We're going to wrap it up. So stay tuned. More of Out of Bounds from the Hogsmeade Market Studio. Joe Franklin, Kyle Sutherland. Guys, 
It's a new year, baby. It's 2024. Low T Center can make it a great one. If you've been feeling tired and grumpy, you've noticed a lack of motivation and drive, you may have low T. Low testosterone levels can cause weight gain, loss of muscle mass, and so much more. I recommend Low T Center. That's where I get my levels tested. They make it quick. They make it easy to get all your levels checked, and it's only 25 bucks. And with their on-site lab, you'll get results back in about 25 minutes. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment online. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's corporate cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp. Just go to ramp.com sports. Ramp.com sports. R-A-M-P dot com slash sports. It was the month of Christmas and the fat man had a bone to pick. A peculiar problem for old Saint Nick. All his elves had lost their ways because instead of toys, everyone wanted new Hyundais. Santa nearly went insane over the getaway sales of it at Kris Kreme. But when he saw the SUVs of Hyundai, Santa declared, I too shall upgrade my sleigh. So if you hear a rumble in the night with a sleek new Hyundai in sight, just know it's Santa on his way in a new Palisade from Kris Crane Hyundai. Roger, did you know that Oakland Sports is the mobile app that lets you bet anywhere in Arkansas? Anywhere. So I can bet the over when I'm in Dover. Indeed you can. I can take the underdog in Dogtown. Absolutely. You're telling me I can bet on the pigskin in Piggott? Yep. Hoops in Humnoke. Baseball in Bauxite. Long shots in Lavaca? All of the above. Anywhere, huh? Anywhere. Nice. Easy to use and even easier to fund. Bet with confidence. Bet with Oakland Sports. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. After I drop the kids off, I have to run across town for a meeting, hit the gym during lunch, Jake has soccer tonight, and Emily has... Gymnastics? Oh, did I turn on the Crock-Pot this morning? (laughs) With a never-ending to-do list, it's easy to forget something important, like setting up a life insurance plan with Shelter Insurance. Your local shelter agent can show you how to create a safety net for your family. Shelter Life Insurance Company, Columbia, Missouri. For a free insurance review, see Shelter Agent Jeff Hodge or Jay Helm in Little Rock or Bo Beavis in Cabot. Make your tailgate the party of the parking lot by getting the best meats in all of Arkansas at Hogs Meat Market, the state. People.
Welcome back to Out of Bounds from the Hogs Meat Market Studio. Joe Franklin, Kyle Sutherland. Last segment here on Out of Bounds, and we're going to turn it over to Drive Time Sports. That's coming up next. Um, Southern Structural Solutions text line. So about Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, they were both 1,000-yard receivers. Jeremy Hill was a 1,000-yard rusher. And Zach Medenberger threw for over 2,000 yards that season. But it still was something about we knew that those guys were good, but there was something there where they it seemed like they were a lot better on the NFL level right. than they were at LSU because Jeremy Hill and, and the focus that was put on the rushing game and running the ball. Oh, yeah, all those all those skill players on those teams were exceptional, but I did not remember Odell. We Like I said, we knew Odell was going to be a big-time NFL player. We knew you know from what his dad did, what he did himself. I did not know that he ever had 1,000 yards receiving at LSU, though. I did not realize that he got that eye. Yeah, and there was, um, there was a lot of talk about some of the teams that he was going to go to coming out of the draft, and a lot of the teams that were mentioned, they actually had really good receiving cores already, and so it was almost like, why would any of those teams draft another receiver? Sure that there's a need at a different position. And uh, to begin his career especially with some of the flashy plays that he had, it seemed like, you know, he, he went to the right team, and uh, especially with, you know, the quarterback play that was there and everything at the time. I stand corrected. So I thought it was in two seasons that he had, because in 2011 he had 475, 2012 he had 713. I completely forgot about that. The 2013 year he had 1,100 yards. So I do apologize to Odell on that one. I, <laughs> I shortchanged him by a mile. Kyle, today is National Chocolate-Covered Cherry Day. So we know we have these national days every day, and sometimes it's a long list of things. And then sometimes, especially like at the beginning of the year, like we are, it may just be a couple of things on that list. And uh, that's one of them, National Chocolate-Covered Cherry Day. The other one is National Drinking Straw Day. So um, if you're somebody that appreciates a straw, you can celebrate the day, or if it's you know just somebody that doesn't even use a straw, how about taking the time to use a straw today because it's National Drinking Straw Day. I use them at restaurants. I mean, you're drinking out of the cup anyway. I just don't really, even though they do wash it, I don't really want to put my mouth on a cup that's been on hundreds of thousands of others, but otherwise I'm straight out of the cup. Also, on this day, there are certain things that have happened throughout the history of this day. And uh, a few things in sports, but also um, some other happenings. But 1971, AFC Championship game, Colts beat the Raiders 27-17. So they go on to the Super Bowl at the time. And George Steinbrenner bought the Yankees in 1973 for $12 million. And he bought it from, he bought the Yankees from CBS. So CBS, a major broadcasting company, owned the Yankees at the time. Imagine that. That is something that will probably be unheard of today. But uh, George Steinbrenner bought the Yankees 1973 from CBS for $12 million. Hmm. Gold on this day hit a record $634 an ounce. And that was in 1980. So you can imagine how it's changed over the years in 1980 and where we are now, 2024. Also, Tony Dorsett, he set the NFL record for the longest rush from scrimmage was the 99-yard rushing touchdown versus the Vikings, January 3rd, 1983. Was that, a, that must have been in the playoffs then back in those days. I, for some reason, I thought that was like back in the fall he did. Of course, I was before my time, but... Yeah, I guess that was in the playoffs back in January of 80, whatever it was, 70s, whenever that happened. Yeah, 1983. 1983, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, 41 years ago. But, uh, yeah, I guess that was because, you know, the season, the regular season was shorter back then. So, I don't know. I was thinking that was October, November he hit that. So, it's been 20 years for Ryan Seacrest taking over American Top 40. So, after hosting the show for over 30 years... Casey Kasem, he gave up the hosting duties on this day in 04 to Ryan Seacrest. 
So it's been 20 years ago now. 2016, Jimmy Butler broke Michael Jordan's Chicago Bulls record for points and a half. He scored 40 of his 42 points in the second half. And the Bulls got a narrow victory over the Raptors, 115-113. So it took every bit of what he did in that second half, scoring 40 points, for the Bulls to get the win versus the Raptors. Also, a couple of birthdays on this day. Eli Manning, 43 years old, and the guy that he completed the pass to in the Super Bowl, David Tyree, who caught the ball for the helmet catch, David Tyree is 44. So Eli and David Tyree separated by a year, and they have one of the greatest plays in NFL history, especially in that setting in a Super Bowl, to go on to win the game. Yeah, that was still, man. I Even though, you know, being a Giants hater, I certainly I still see that occasionally, man. I, and, and to think about, too, what the Giants did in 07 and 2011, nobody would have ever expected it. Mel Gibson is 68 years old today, so he's celebrating a birthday. And then, in other news, Travis Barker, he got a new tat, and he got it on his head, and there were people in the comments questioning, where does he have any space on his body to get another tat? Well, there's a pic here, and you can see that Travis Barker is getting a new tat, so there it is. Well, Kyle, really appreciate you today yeah, man. coming in, spend some time on Out of Bounds. Always good to see you and uh, and talk to you. Yeah, same to you. I was glad to do it, and glad we had a plenty of plenty to talk about. All right, stay tuned for Drive Time Sports coming up next. Hi, I'm Hunter Bell from Bell Chevrolet. Football season in Arkansas is one of my favorite times of the year, and I think we can all agree that game days are better with tailgating. Fourth quarters are better with game-winning field goals. And the best played games are better with teamwork. And just like on the field, Bell Chevrolet is better because of our people and their dedication to our customers. Shop Bell Chevrolet and bellchevrolet.com.